Welcome to the College Football Bros. Because it's fun! We're having fun! And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. Today we are going to compete in a draft with the goal of selecting the most fun group of teams to cheer for throughout the next five years. And so, of course, fun is subjective. It's not necessarily picking the best teams, but winning always helps, of course. Um, Each of us is going to get to pick one team in each conference and one team from the group of five slash independents. And at the end of the episode, we'll read off our our groups and so the listeners can let us know on twitter at cfp bros who you think won the draft we're gonna get started in the acc and trey i feel like you're fortunate to get the first pick here because yeah i'm guessing i know who you're taking yeah i know this was an easy one for me i'm taking miami and this has a chance to be one of the most fun five-year runs you know of any team in the nation uh the reason i say that is because it could be the rebirth of Miami football. You could watch the buildup occur during this five-year stretch. Mario Cristobal, he comes in already recruiting well. The administration is putting money behind the program. Everyone seems committed. We saw what Cristobal was able to do at Oregon, kind of building them up. Uh, they have a good chance to dethrone or at least kind of match strides with Clemson for the the top dog in the ACC upcoming I mean, and this year alone, there's a lot of optimism. A lot of people are looking to see how they look with uh, with Tyler Van Dyke under center. It could be a good time to be a Miami fan. Yep, Miami was the easy pick there. Uh, all right, my pick here, I'm going to go with North Carolina. So they've got three straight top 15 recruiting classes. So over the next few years, talent on the roster is going to keep getting better and better to where it's at a level good enough to compete for an ACC title if, if Mac Brown and co. can develop them well. And... This is a program that has won more than eight games once since 1998. So once since Mac Brown's uh, last go around. So if they can average eight wins or so over the next five years, maybe have one year where they win double digits, that would be pretty fun for for Tar Heel fans. Yeah, I think some of this question kind of revolves around relative to expectation uh, about the school and what you're expecting. So that yeah. I, I think that's a good pick. Um, and I'm going to go that route here. Um, like you said, Mike, this is a tough, tough one here to pick. But I mean, it seems like you want to say Clemson just because they're going to win a lot of games, of course, but maybe they're not going to be at their peak like they have been. So I'm staying away from them. I'm going to go Boston College. Uh, and, you know, you got Jeff Halfley. Seems like he's doing a good job. This year they have Phil Dracovic for at least one more year. Um, I like Jeff Halfley. I think he's done a, a good job. I think he's a good coach. The recruiting is clearly taken a step forward than it has in the past. Um, you know, they're kind of middle of the pack in the AC instead of like bottom. Um, and currently there's just, there's so much balance in this conference that anybody could really pop up and maybe make a run. I mean, you saw it last year, Pitt and Wake played for the conference title game. I mean, if they can make it, BC has a chance to make it. So I don't see why they couldn't be able to have some success here with Jeff Halfley. So I'm, I'm, I would be excited if I was a BC fan. There's potential. Yeah. Yeah. If Clemson, if last year was a sign of things to come, then yeah, that right. opens the door for some of these other programs. Uh, let's go to the big 12. I've got the first pick here and I might regret this. I probably will, oh boy. but I'm going to take Texas. I just, <laughs> it's kind of my kryptonite, I guess. 
they have probably been one of the least fun teams to cheer for over the past <laughs> decade. But there's one thing I'm pretty confident in in the next you know few years. They should have an exciting offense. The offense should be good. Sark just brought in an incredible offensive line class, so I always like to see that. And you know they're going to get great skill talent. They already have great skill talent, so that's that's not really a question mark. And their quarterbacks over the next potentially over the next five years could be Quinn Ewers and then um, uh, Arch Arch Manning. Right. So how did I forget a Manning? You know, I just who is that yeah. guy? I forget his name. <laughs> yeah, which Manning? But uh, but yeah, so. That could be really exciting. Maybe they'll finally become a playoff contender and be, I know, be back, of course. But just even if even if they aren't, like I don't know, just the journey will be exciting. The sort of there's huge yeah. variance as to what could happen. I guess if it if it goes poorly, then it wouldn't be fun. But I'm taking no. the chance. It's going to be everybody. All the eyes will be on it. It's a huge story. So I can see them being the pick here. Um, all right. So that leaves me with number two. Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma. Um, it's an exciting time here for Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. I didn't even bring up going to the SEC, both of these schools right, going to the SEC right. in this period too, which right. will be exciting. Yeah. So for OU, it feels like it's like the first regime change they've had in over 20 years because Lincoln Riley just took over for Stoop. So it wasn't really, you know, much of a change. Um, so I know Venables was there, but he's been gone for quite a few years. Um, and he's going to bring in a completely new staff. Um, like Michael said, they'll be headed to the SEC soon. So it's quite a lot of new for a program like OU that's been dominating one conference for the last 20 years. So it's exciting, exciting for them. It's exciting for college football to see how they're going to do. Um, how's the offense going to look under Jeff Levy? You got Dylan Gabriel coming in. That's probably going to be pretty exciting to watch. Can Venables get the defense to their, you know, former glory where the OU is always so good on D. Can he keep the recruiting up at a top 10 level where they have growing pains when they go to the SEC? A lot of storylines for me, so it'll be exciting to watch OU. Yeah, so you guys kind of left me the the rest of the Big 12. You guys got the class of the conference here, but uh, so the last pick is kind of tough. You know, TCU wouldn't be bad. Baylor with Dave Aranda. Oklahoma State's always solid. But let's get crazy and take a flyer. I'm going with Texas Tech. I like that. I yeah. like it. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the listeners, their jaws just dropped, but uh, and it could be an epic fail, but the Red Raiders have a chance here to be relevant in the conference, uh, again, because of their new coach, Joey McGuire. Uh, he hasn't been a college head coach, but he's a Texas high school coaching legend, and the main reason I'm, I'm taking them is because there's upside, and it's due to the way he has started to recruit. He's using his Texas high school relationships well thus far. Obviously, this will change. But currently, they have the number two ranked recruiting class for 2023. Now, given their you know average star rating, they will definitely fall. But it's already guaranteed to be a dramatic leap from where they've been, really since like Leach's recruits about a decade ago. So I also love that they bring in offensive coordinator Zach Kitley, who was that offensive coordinator for, yes. for Bailey Zappi at Western Kentucky. So you know the offense should be fun to watch, even if they don't end up winning. And you know, without OU in Texas soon, that should maybe level the playing field and have give them a little better opportunity in, you know, going up against the Cincinnati's, the Oklahoma State's. Like, they can compete with those guys. So, I like that yep. pick. Yep. Uh, three solid picks. I think if we, if there's one snub that we left out, uh, Baylor, you brought him up, Trey, but with, if Dave Aranda's yeah. the real deal like you looked like this past year, then they should have a fun run. Yeah. But yeah. let's go to the Big Ten. Ryan, you've got the first pick. 
Right. Nebraska? Nebraska? <laughs> yeah, right. No. Yeah. <laughs> not not going to be Nebraska. It I'm, could I be hope, fun. man. It could be. It could be. It could be. I'm never going to say never in this in this game, but yeah, Ryan yeah. thinks it'll be fun cuz um, they'll get Hugh Freeze. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, maybe I should change my tune here. Uh, <laughs> if, I right, no. if I guaranteed that Nebraska would get Hugh Freeze, would you change your pick? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> I like Hugh Freeze. I think he'd do great. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, all right, so for my number one pick here, it's a, it's a tough number one pick, I feel like, in this conference. Because um, you always have the Ohio State's just going to, be dominant and after that it's like yeah but i'm gonna go with sparty i'm gonna take michigan state um you know maybe some people will be surprised by that pick but you know like i kind of said before it's not about who's the best it's just maybe relative to expectation how you're gonna do but i think this team could be fun to watch you got to be excited about their future um in east lansing the amount of money uh they're spending in in that program is just you know that's got to pay some dividends you know on the field maybe it already has by having a good year last year and they got to keep mel tucker um, yeah, right. Exactly. So, you know, they had obviously the good year last year was was encouraging. They have a top 25 recruiting class coming in this year. And next year, they're off to a great start as well. They got eight commits and five of them are actually four stars. So, you know, I'd expect them to be a top 20 class, even maybe even better next year. So now they're kind of, you know, can they actually compete on a level with Michigan or Ohio State and Penn State every year? Are they going to be as good as them? I mean, probably not. But Maybe, maybe there's, there's, there's a possibility and I'm sure some years they'll be better than maybe one or two of those schools. So either way, even if they're not at quite that level, they're going to be pretty good, you would think. And they're going to be fun to watch. And I think they'll surprise some of those top squads. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I'm going to go boring. I'm going to take Ohio State. Obviously, you can make a case for others. Michael, I, I think I left you with a really tough call. Uh, on, you did. On yeah, who, I would have taken Ohio next. State. It's always fun to watch them. I mean... <laughs> no, yeah. but I mean, that if I if I had the third choice here, it it would be really tough. So I'm interested to see where you go. But but yeah, like I said, um, no matter what, Ohio State is going to be be fun for the next five years. You know, they're going to be relevant, a major player nationally. The downside here is that it's almost national title or bust a, as a fan for them. But even so, the games themselves have to be fun, given how much elite talent is on the field. You know, top five classes the last few cycles. Uh, Day continues to develop those well. The offense is just a machine no matter what. you got. I mean, now you got C.J. Stroud. He's fun to watch. But they're so good that even this past year, they lose two first-round receivers, and the receiving core is still going to be one of the best in the country going into this year. It's just it's amazing. So even as an impartial fan, I have fun kind of watching their offense. Like their Rose Bowl last year was so fun to watch them. The defense should only get better uh, with the talent and the new defensive coordinator. And the other thing that I think is good about Ohio State here is that Michigan beat them, and I think that just adds more juice to that rivalry, and it'll be even sweeter you know, for the Buckeyes to knock them off. Yep. I think this could be yeah, a, a good run for that. Well, it's always a good run, but yeah. this year, they could easily win a national title this year, and then your pick would automatically be looking great there. But yeah, I there's no obvious pick here third. Um but I started to think, okay, this is we're picking the most fun team. So you want, for me, high flying offense, throwing it all around the yard, scoring lots of points. I'm going with Iowa. No, I'm not. No, I'm not, <laughs> not going with Iowa. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. yeah. No, I thought about Purdue, right? I thought about Purdue. Yeah. Um, I, I like Jeff Brom, yeah. but I don't know. I went, I'm going Penn State. I'm going, I guess, just with the other, another big power in the conference. And I, I think James Franklin is a really good coach, but the last two years probably have a lot of people doubting him. I mean, we've seen that in our head coach rankings episodes, the comments. Um, so I think as a Penn State fan, it would be fun to sort of have this resurgence in the next few years. And I think it'll happen. Like I think, I, like I said, I still think Franklin's great. Got a long-term deal. He stepped up the recruiting. They just brought in a you know five-star quarterback and running back. Those could two players could lead them for the next few years. So I'm bullish, and if they can, you know, get back to winning 10, 11 games, then I'm sure Penn State fans would take that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. All right, Pac-12. Yeah, like that. The Conference of Champions uh, again. Trey That's Trey right. has the first pick here. This is probably yeah. uh, along with the, the ACC luckiest on the draft. Uh, orders here first pick when you want it and i mean conference conferences in this episode you gotta start rigging it a little bit better mike i should i should yeah Yeah. how did you decide this one actually totally random i I just like punched in punched (laughs) it in there was no rant i don't know i just and then afterwards i was like oh crap trey's gonna get miami and usc well sorry (laughs) it's just interrupt your pick here (laughs) yeah wow i I mean that's funny because I was going to take Colorado, but okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. No, you got to go with the Trojans, USC. Uh, obviously, one of the easiest of, of the episode. I mean, the Pac-12 is up for grabs, and why wouldn't I take the marquee program in the conference that that now is a major national storyline, of course, with Lincoln Riley coming over. He's overhauling the roster with, with great talent this year, in particular via the transfer portal. You're going to get to enjoy watching one of the best quarterbacks in the country this year with Caleb Williams the future you know they're only going to get uh, other studs like him and the offenses are going to be fun to watch no matter what uh, the recruiting for the upcoming cycles is already getting back to where USC used to recruit I mean this could be in a very exciting five-year run for as an SC fan to watch them grow from you know a bad team to having t- talent to maybe having success I hope so I hope so second pick I am going to go a little bit off the board here. I'm taking a, a team from the Mountain West. No, I'm just kidding. I'm taking Arizona. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a low bar here. You're buying it. Yeah, I'm buying very low. Um, if Jed Fish can can just make a couple bowl games in the next five years, overtake ASU as the, the best team in the state, then that would be a ton of fun for Arizona fans, given where the program has been. And I think they can do that. They just brought in an insanely good recruiting class and transfer class. And Arizona State's program kind of seems on the brink of potentially um, a drop-off. So those two things combined, there you go. Bear down. That's a bold, bold pick, but I like it, you know, compared to where they've been. Uh, okay. Uh, for me, I'll, I'll go Oregon. Um, you know, maybe some people are, are kind of starting to sleep on them a little bit just because of what's going on down in Los Angeles with Lincoln Riley, all the excitement's kind of been there. And meanwhile, you still got Oregon up there, been the class of the conference the last several years, um, not going away They They have the best recruiting class coming in this year off to a good start next year as well. Uh, Dan Lanning, the new head coach came in defensive coordinator from Georgia, learned from Kirby smart, one of the best there is. So I think that he's going to do quite well. I mean, then I think Oregon, as far as the NIL aspect, you would imagine Oregon's going to be oh, yeah. cream of the crop when it comes to that. So that's going to keep them even more relevant. 
Um, and then, so you think like, okay, the excitement of Oregon, but maybe if you get the North-South kind of rivalry with Oregon and going against USC, maybe they can kind of develop that for the next five, 10 years, have a cool uh, rivalry amongst two two top programs. That would be fun to watch, but Oregon's not going away. Okay. SEC, I have the first pick. Who do you guys think I'm taking? Well, who would you take? You have who to would go, you take? Well, I guess it kind of gives it away, but... I you can't, would probably I go it's Texas too, A&M. Like Alabama and Georgia are too established. You might have to go A&M because of the recruiting. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm taking I'd A&M. I'd consider Mississippi State, though. I mean, there's a lot of teams I'd consider, oh, yeah. you know, Mississippi State, Florida, LSU. Yeah. Maybe not at know. one, but... Every team yeah. right now is excited about their head coach, except for Auburn. Yeah, Arkansas. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, there are a lot of choices. Yeah, but yeah. A&M, it's yeah. because... Well, obviously, we know they just brought in the best class ever. Their NIL is that maybe they're the cream of the crop in the, in the country, and this is going to be their first taste of big success, or could be their first taste of big success in a long, long time. Their last national title was 1939. They never made a BCS championship game. Of course, haven't made a playoff yet. Their last conference championship was 1998 in the Big Twelve. So, Anything that they accomplish, you know, if they can win the SEC, if they can make the playoff, that is huge for them. So that would be kind of fun to cheer for them ascending potentially to the level of Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, All right, I'm going to go, I'm going to take Florida. So Florida, you know, they're bringing in uh, Billy Napier uh, after kind of the quick down downward spiral from Dan Mullen. Um, but, you know, they've had some success, their previous two head coaches. Um, but I think Billy Napier is going to have some staying power here from Florida. I love what he's done on the field. Obviously, he did a great job at Louisiana. Tenacious recruiter. Um, and I, I think he's actually going to surprise some people here in year one with Florida. I think they're going to be better than maybe some people think. Um, but just with all the resources and the advantages that Florida has, I'm just I'm excited to see what he can do with it because um, he's clearly waited for the perfect opportunity. He could have gone several other places in previous years, but he waited for Florida. And I think he knows he's got something pretty special that he can work with. So it'll be fun to watch them. It will indeed. There's I mean, we alluded to it at the top of this for the SEC. There's just a lot of teams you could select. Tennessee's got some good recruiting upcoming. Yeah. Yeah. LSU era with Brian Kelly. Ole Miss with Lane. I I just worry he might not be there the full five years. Missouri, uh, Eli Drinkowitz is recruiting well, but I'm going to go boring with Georgia. Yeah, they, uh, you know, of course they won the national title just recently. So maybe you could say, oh, it's only downhill from here. But now they enter that next phase of can they sustain it and match wits with Alabama, maybe potentially A&M since they're recruiting so well. And the other thing is, you got to remember, they still haven't won the SEC since 2017 last year Bama got them so still would be fun to win that um the recruiting by Kirby Smart over the last few years has set them up to be a factor and then kind of the last thing is it um they're in the mix to land Arch Manning so if they were able to get him mm-hmm. there'd be a lot of hoopla around that and I would just think that no matter who they get at quarterback the offense can only improve so it'd be fun to watch that evolve okay last picks here we've got group of 5 and independence Ryan, who are you taking? Yeah, that's tough when you have to pick one out of all of those schools. There's so many that <laughs> you know I would be excited about if I was their their fans of that school. But I'm going to go one that's been a, they've had a pretty rough go for quite a while. I'm going to take Colorado State. Um, they got a brand new stadium, arguably the best in G5. Um, a new 
coach who had a lot of success within the same conference at Nevada and Jay Norvell. Um, he's, you know, he's a good offensive coach, which is really what they need. Uh, they haven't been great on offense lately, and they don't have a whole lot of returning production on that side. But they do bring in the most transfers in the conference, including like I think six or seven maybe transfers from Nevada, uh, some pretty good players. So they also have a good recruiting class coming in. Uh, like they were like tied for first as far as like average star ranking with Boise and San Diego State. They're all neck, neck, neck and neck. Um, so yeah, it's been a rough go for them. They've, they've really only had one good team in the last about 20 years. And that was Jim McElwain's last <laughs> year when they won 10. But other than that, it's either been like average or just terrible. And the last four years have been terrible. So it's it could be, you know, they're putting money in, they're investing. This could be exciting for them. Buying low, I like it. Uh, well, this, you know, with the G5 independent, someone had to do it. I got to take Notre Dame. Um, just the way Marcus Freeman is recruiting lights out. They have the number one class as of now for for next year, uh, even if it doesn't end that way. Right now, they have 11 four-stars and a five-star. Uh, and since he joined Brian Kelly's staff, he really elevated the recruiting for the Irish. So they're now be, uh, able to get the dudes to be able to really compete and and potentially change the narrative of them getting to the big games and and getting whipped around. And then I also the other thing I kind of factored in here, looking at the future, their schedule is, is pretty fun in the upcoming years. They got series with Ohio State, Texas A and M, Clemson, Miami. Now the rivalry annually with SC and Lincoln Riley is going to be fun. So it's kind of weird as an Irish fan that losing Brian Kelly could possibly be a good thing for them. Yeah, it is crazy just how well the yeah. the recruiting is going cuz it's cuz it seems like Brian Kelly, of course there were a number of reasons, but he left Notre Dame because he couldn't, at least he couldn't get the talent right. yeah. to once he got to the playoff, he couldn't realistically win it. Well, yeah, Marcus Freeman might be changing that. Yeah, just, could have like a top 5 class here. Yeah, easily. Um yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of with Lincoln Riley had a quote uh, over this past week saying something similar where, you know, yeah, I made the playoff at Oklahoma, but my, I've always felt like my roster was the third or fourth best in the playoff every time, which was probably true. And then, so he goes to USC where he thinks maybe he can, can yeah. bring in, uh, you know, top five classes, but Venables at, at Oklahoma, I mean, we'll see what happens. I know OU fans are already counting on it as a, a blessing in disguise. I'm not, I'm not there yet, but Venables could could elevate the recruiting. There's a chance that happens, so we'll see what yeah, happens. with could, especially with the the SEC move. Like it's helped right. Texas A and M. I know they're spending an insane amount of money, but it, it helped. Anyways, um, okay, so I am gonna go. I have the last pick here. I thought about San Diego State because kind of similar to your Colorado State thing. They just got a new stadium, and yeah. They are they're already very successful, so that kind of is almost a tick against them, I guess, because yeah, they just won twelve games. It's almost nowhere to go but down from there. But I I have a lot of confidence in Hoke moving forward there. But just the offense is so yeah. not fun that yeah, I, I, I couldn't know. go in a, in a fun draft. That's what this is supposed to be about. Or is yeah. I couldn't I couldn't take them. But give me UTSA. They they also just oh, won twelve games. Yeah. Um, but they're you know clearly a program on the rise. They're investing, and they're going to be able to continue to get better. They locked in Jeff Trailer to a contract who, if they hadn't, there would have been a lot of Power 5 programs who would be interested in him. Um, so that's huge. They're going to move up to the AAC very soon. 
that'll I know the AAC is going to have a lower profile, but it's it's <laughs> there. It's better than what Conference USA will be. Yes, so right. that could uh, help improve their standing. So yeah, I think it's kind of a, a program in its infancy. Yeah, I like that one. All right, there you have it. Any uh, I don't know. Is there any snubs from any of these conferences that you really thought about and didn't get picked? Um, yeah, there's there's always some that you were thinking about. Like for the Pac-12, um, you got some new coaches like Kalen DeBoer at Washington. I would kind of maybe be a little excited. They've, you know, after Chris Peterson, you thought Jimmy Lake was going to just almost do what Marcus Freeman's doing right now. And Notre Dame right. kill it in recruiting even better and maybe take him to a, a, another level. Didn't happen. But can Kalen DeBoer, obviously he's done great at Fresno. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm high on him, but he could, they, they could be exciting to watch. Yeah, that's a good one. I guess I'm just looking at the SEC. I mean, we kind of already brought up all the teams, but yeah. I don't know. I don't There's know. A lot who, of options. There's too many, like Kentucky. I don't even know if we named Kentucky, but they've also no, brought yeah, their recruiting to another level and they are yeah. they have money. And so in the NIL era, I think they're they're going to be set up well. Um, but it's just brutal conference. Yeah, it's tough, no doubt about it. All right. Well, uh, let's go over our teams so that the listeners can uh, can choose who is the best. Ryan, who is your your slate of teams? All right, ACC. I got Boston College, Big Twelve, Oklahoma, Big Ten, Michigan State, Pac twelve, Oregon, SEC, Florida, and my G five is Colorado State. All right, Trey. All right, ACC. I got Miami. Big 12, I got Texas Tech. The Big 10, I have Ohio State. The Pac-12, USC. The SEC, Georgia. And the G5 Independents, I've got Notre Dame. You have the best best <laughs> yeah, you know. teams. Well, yeah, the best. The best. Yeah. I, I got Texas Tech, really Ohio my State, only, Notre Dame. Texas yeah. Tech's my only wild card there. <laughs> I like, yeah. yeah, I like Texas Tech, and I obviously like your USC and Miami picks. So those are those are tough to beat. Um, okay, my picks were ACC, North Carolina, Big Twelve, Texas, Big Ten, Penn State, Pac twelve, Arizona, SEC, Texas A and M, and then my G five is UTSA. So there you have it. That'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CFB Bros. Subscribe to our Patreon for bonus episodes. That's the best way you can support the show. That's patreon.com slash college football bros. And we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.